Thursday. It's 5 p.m. Eastern. Thursday, May 30th. I'm Fred McMurray, so this must be the Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of franchising success with my co-host, Ray Pillar, and sometimes Holly A. Ford, who seems to have dropped off, but she's back again. So, Ray, Holly, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good. Fading in and out of here. (laughs) Things just are going crazy today, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, five seconds to go. Weren't we just talking about five seconds, five seconds ago? (laughs) Yeah. Um, like I, actually, I made it on within five minutes. Rachel made it on the show in five seconds. You know, no, we're, she we're was all about good. ten seconds ahead. Actually, that is she comes in. She'll be the second closest guest to um, arrive. There was one show Mike Bowler and I did where we were about to call the show on account of no guest, and the guest popped in at five seconds before. So Rachel actually doubled that time. But we'll get to Rachel in a bit. Great. How <laughs> oh, are you? Good. What's the weather like where you are? Where are you? Not how are you, silly. Oh, where am I? Why would I care? I'm I'm at home, um, and the weather here is sunny, and it's 81 degrees, and it rained a lot of the morning, and, you know, it's just crazy wet weather that's happening all over the Midwest. We, uh... Every every day, my phone gets flooded with a warning message about uh, 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 which gets flooded with flood warnings, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's getting a little crazy out here. You can't go anywhere without uh, worrying about are you going to get stuck somewhere. But uh, next week, the uh, mobile broadcasting studio will be in Branson, Missouri. And I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun out there. And how about you, uh, Holly? Holly. Where are you at? Yeah. You? I am in back in Cincinnati. Unfortunately, I had to leave Chicago on Sunday. Uh, it was a great, great trip. And now I am looking at, you know, partly cloudy skies. But it's, you know, beautiful weather. I love this time of year. We did get some storms, but our storms have kind of rolled through kind of quick. You know, you get the big you know lightning thunder hit and then it's out no tornadoes at this point and any travel plans coming up uh yeah i guess so about three four weeks i'll be heading to uh cancun for the franchise consulting company uh big event fred are you going to be there no i will be just i think just before that i will be in gettysburg so and we're going to broadcast the show from Gettysburg that day, so um, that will be my Gettysburg address, so to speak. Um, but <laughs> four score and seven years ago we started this show, um, and then I'm headed to Chicago for the arrival of uh, Addison Raddatz's younger brother or sister. We, her mom still won't say what. Mm. So uh, my second grandchild then. While Cancun hanging out and partying and drinking with a couple of hundred franchisors and franchise consulting company consultants in Cancun sounds really, really fun and something I like to do. Second grandkid wins hands down. No ifs. <laughs> Good for you. Not only that, but 
my daughter might come and hunt all you people down and kill you and get mean. She's a Chicagoan. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, um, so when one of our past guests, Kristen, was out visiting me now about two, two I think it was around the 10th of May, we stopped in at a winery and, and, the, and they did some wine tasting. I was driving, so I wasn't drinking. Um, but uh, it was kind of funny because the guy – um, the sommelier, I guess that's what the column was telling Kristen that it never rains past this day. And I think uh, she said, they said the 10th and um, it was on the 11th. And it's kind of funny because we've had another four inches of rain since then. So it's like climate change has come to California where it's cold and rainy all the time. Cracks me up. Oh, <laughs> no fun. Um, I will also say for those, um, I've been getting a lot of comments for my stint as Strawberry Man. Um, and uh, Strawberry Man continues to grow. Um, there are those that want me to come and do events up in Atascadero, California, and down south of L.A. in California. And there's even been a request that I, uh, a, I accompany a Olympic uh, long-distance runner to Tokyo for the Olympics, as Strawberry Man. So who knows? Strawberry Man may actually be in Tokyo for the Olympics. And if he does, we'll broadcast okay. the show for that. How's, how's that pretty wild? Fred, you're going to have to tell our audience right now what Strawberry Man is so uh, they well, can all get up to speed. So what I would tell you folks is if you really – you have to see Strawberry Man to understand who he is. So you go on Facebook. Go to the West Vine, W-E-S-T, V-Y – N E, um, so that's Victor Yellow Nancy Echo, West Vine uh, Facebook page, and you can see the video of Strawberry Man. Um, I got Shanghai, but I made the best of it. So um, only on Facebook can you find it. We'll leave it there for those who have not enjoyed the video. Ray though has, I think. Right. I have what? You've seen the the <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Strawberry yeah. Man video. So no, my question is: Is your strawberry a vegetable or a fruit? He's a crime. Are fighting, you a fruit? Uh, no, I'm an antioxidant crime fighting hero. Oh, okay. All right, come on, let's get started. We gotta talk to Rachel here, see where she's All right, at, so, what she's up to. I... All right, so why don't you introduce Rachel, first name and last name? Yes. Okay, Rachel Sivapatham, and she is a kick bottom, kick ass, no messing with anybody um, franchisee. She. Um, I, I love I love her. I've met her several times. We have conversations. Uh, I got to understand how she ticks. Um, she's almost didn't make this show today because um, her general manager uh, resigned, and she was just going to take over and do all the work that needed to be done. But of course, at the last minute, she she managed to cover everything. And um, and she's our superhero Marvel, Captain Marvel. And uh, anyway, Rachel, uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Rachel. I am doing awesome. Um, I am going to have to go ahead and apologize. If you hear kids' voice in the background, I apologize. My oldest decided to make uh, 
you know, he has to use the bathroom. <laughs> We we learn everything. I apologize. <laughs> okay, we learn everything okay. on of franchising, don't we? Yes, yeah. momhood, you know, business, everything. So, <laughs> right, Captain Marble. Like I said, she's a she's a mother. She's she's a franchise owner. She's running running a successful business. Um, she does it all. So, Holly, you got the first question. All right. Well, hey, Rachel, I'm so glad you made it on the show today. So, um, obviously, purchasing a a franchise has its ups and downs. You know, you've got, um, you know, things that happen in any business, um, but obviously the franchise itself is um, something that is, I think, a really good way for for women who maybe have children like you have. Um, mm-hmm. kind of transition out of just the role of being maybe mom or a part-time worker, et cetera, and have a little more flexibility. And I think um, I'd love to know why you chose uh, franchising and, and what your thought process was, what was when you purchased I Love Kickboxing. Work. Uh, so first, first of all, the reason I, I uh, did a franchise was, honestly, I had never owned a business before. And I was a stay-at-home mom. I knew what I wanted to do, but at the same time, kind of didn't know how to do that. So I decided, why not a franchise? They kind of lay everything out for you. They help you. And it's, it's been a really great decision uh, just because it, it kind of kickstarts you. You get to learn how to market and learn how to run a business and learn all of the ups and downs. So you have someone there supporting you the entire time you're doing it. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and that is a lot of, there's how many, how many people out there looking to purchase a franchise right now that are kind of sitting in a very similar situation as you, Rachel. And I'll just follow up your first question with what, what advice would you give um, women who are thinking of doing very similar thing that you did? And what would you tell them to look for to avoid um, as they're looking um, into business ownership and franchise ownership specifically? Uh, I think the first thing um, I would advise anybody is pick something that you're really passionate about. Uh, you know, even if even if you're not planning on being in the business or running it, you know, full time, but find something that you're really passionate about that if you would have to step in, that is like a piece of cake or it feels almost like not a job, not a business. It's almost just like a hobby. Because uh, you enjoy that aspect so much, um, and that you get a, a pure joy of what you're doing. Oh, Ray, yeah, for sure. Ray, you got a question? Yeah, I do. How do you do it? I mean, this is where I'm coming from. Uh, we've had a uh, a guest on our show, Kristen, several times, and. And uh, I, I think she's Wonder Woman in disguise because she's running this business, which I, from that perspective, I know what it takes, and it takes a lot. And she's also raising a family of boys, going out and you know, attending all their games and their school events and stuff like that. And are you raising a family as well and running a business? I, uh, yes, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Um and I run my business. I sometimes can work, you know, sometimes I work a minimum of, you know, 10, 15 hours. And then some days I work, you know, you work way more than that. But um, I'm very hands-on with my business. 
uh, because I feel like that's just the best approach for me personally. I'm a very hands-on person, um, but at the same time, I'm very hands-on with my kids. And so you just find what works uh, for everything. Um, you still find date nights with your husband. You just got to really schedule it all out. <laughs> the, the planner is my best friend. <laughs> so you, you have to uh, put him uh, in the schedule is what you're saying. You have to put your husband I in the do. schedule. Yes, yes. Um, I, we schedule date nights because if, if not, you, you, you learn that you just never never see each other unless it's bedtime. Um, I, I work majority at nighttime, so I keep my kids home in the mornings with me. I take them to school a little later. Of course, I'll have to change when the kindergarten starts. But, um, you know, we find the family time, and you fit it in where you can, and then you have fun. And then you go and you run your business like a Wonder Woman, and yeah, you just make it work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it sounds like your business is perfect for your, for your family lifestyle because it's something I would imagine you could probably leave for a few minutes during the day and, and, and attend to mm-hmm. things you need to, then come back. And is that is that right? Yeah, so it's a kickboxing studio, so we we run group classes, and there's not group classes going on 24 hours. So um, I have a great staff. Um, I got a staff that comes in and works in the morning, and the staff comes and works at night. So I'm able to go in and, and manage and help help them when they need, but then also be able to come home um, and be with my kids when I need to be. Okay. So, um, I have, so my question, or at least my first question is, you're in Garland, Texas, correct? I am. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, somehow, I never, I never put together kickboxing in Texas together. Uh, gun ranges, most certain, most assuredly. <laughs> um, horse riding rodeo, some phenomenal cigar stores, but not kickboxing. So uh, why? <laughs> I mean, just kick your bottom for asking that question. <laughs> then she's well, got to come to California. Really is, 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 uh, everyone's got to work out, right? doesn't matter where you live. Um, if you're visiting or if you live here full time, I mean, we need a great workout. It keeps us healthy and young. Um, I think the best tip I always tell people when you work out an extra four hours a week and adds on an extra four years to your life. Um, so if you don't work out, what's going to happen, right? Uh, Uh, kickboxing is a fantastic workout. It's cardio. Um, boxers have the, the best bodies. And we get to do that, and it's fun and stress. It's a de-stressor at the end of the day. People walk in, their job tears them down, their lives tear them down, and they come in, they get a great workout in, and they go home, and they feel like they're 20 feet tall. Um, and plus, who doesn't like hitting a bag? <laughs> hmm. Well, I love it. Yeah, I remember hitting a bag once cost me five grand in hospital bills, but that is us. Neither here nor there. So, for me, I can tell you that if I don't work out uh, at least four or five times a day, 
or four to five times a week, a guy with a very sharp knife comes and tries to cut my chest open. So, yeah, I'm trying to avoid that one. <laughs> so how many, how many I Love Kickboxing uh, franchises are out there? Um, I don't know the exact number, but I do know it ranges over 200. I think the last time I saw it was like 242 nationwide, and I think it, it grows monthly. Um, they're popping up everywhere. Just in the DSW area, there's 10. Okay. So what's the entry cost for uh, I Love Kickboxing? Um, really, so the, the fee and franchise fee is like 50000 per uh per studio. And then mm-hmm. it just really depends on your build out and your location. Um, it could range anywhere from two fifty to three fifty. And of course if you're in a really high dollar area you could be a little bit higher. So Ray, how much would that mean to you'd need to have in order to start a I love kickboxing franchise kind of raise rules? Well, it sounds like you'd need uh, between a hundred and hundred and fifty thousand uh, minimum. And well, like with the said, build out, I'm going to say it's probably more like four hundred thousand, isn't it? Uh, what was what was all in for you, Rachel? Uh, a little less than four hundred. Um, that was, I mean, that's oh, yeah. with everything. You called it. Employees, your training, uh, build out, everything. That was including the. I think that even included like our first month, just because you know so, first month is starting. Okay, so one, two, I have two responses to Holly. One, that's the first finger I've gotten today. And two, sorry to rain <laughs> on your little dance, but according to Ray's rules, it's twice the amount. So it would have been closer to yeah. 800,000. So she said 400, though. She, so you know I was right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought she said the, uh, uh, the fee was 50,000. Right, but Maybe then there's I, the build out. Yeah. No, the yeah. fee is fifty thousand. Yeah, the build out. The fee, the franchise fee, yeah. Yeah. So you, normally you can get the build out finance. Ooh, Ray's changing Ray's rules here. <laughs> okay, well, so, if we're gonna get the build out finance, which we can. We still have to be realistic when an owner comes in and they're looking for their ROI. So, so yeah. you know, if if she's gonna, you know, profit a hundred thousand a year. With 400 all in, you know, realistically, you know, it's going to take her four years to, to break even technically if you're, if you're at 100 each year. Now, obviously, in a franchise, you're going to be lower your first couple of years and then escalate up. And, and uh, that, that's going to, you know, obviously change the game a little bit. But, you know, three to five years getting everything back on play, that's, that's a good deal. This yeah. is geek, yeah. geek talk. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, franchising. I don't think Rachel was kicked in the head. I think she's still got her smarts about her. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Holly, go ahead, take your that, call. Uh, is there a caller? Caller, is there a caller? Is there a call in for a question? Fred, do we have we somebody on? Fred. I think you just lost Fred. I I did get a question, Rachel, that came through. Um, I'm going to ask you the question. Mm -hmm. Um, And hold on, let me pull this up. Okay. So she said, um, the the caller, Ann, says, um, what transferable skills did you bring to the business? She has two questions, but that would be the first one. What transferable skills did you bring to the business? 
Uh, yeah, so I was a previous manager um, background in hospitality management, so customer service was definitely my college degree. I worked in restaurants for, I think it was about five plus years, and then I ran insurance before I became a stay-at-home mom. So I definitely had a lot of insurance or uh, customer service background, uh, and then fitness was always a passion for mine. So the reason I picked Island Kickboxing is a family aspect that you get to create inside the studio. And knowing that, that I'm great with customer service, I put people first, knowing I had management background, it was kind of like a, a slam dunk. Like, okay, I can definitely, this is the right place for me. Plus, I love the workout. <laughs> so, yeah. I apologize, guys. <laughs> right. And, and the, the follow-up, I, I love that uh, answer, by the way. And honestly, that boutique fitness is, you know, hugely growing right now. It's making a great leap um, across across the country um, to be able to customize your workouts how you want, whether it be, you know, Bar Pilates or, or Cycle Bar, some of the other brands out there that Expo does out in California, or, or I love kickboxing and some of those niches it's um it's definitely the movement um of our discretionary spending um the second question that our caller asked was did you have experience in the industry before investing and is that necessary uh no i did not have any experience or fitness um other than just being working out a lot on my own um and no it is not necessary so when you go to like you go to a discovery day they teach you about knowing the business and how they're going to be able to kind of lead the way for you you go also your first uh, about two months before you open they go and they train you how to be a kickboxer they teach you the technique and how to teach classes how to run their sales program I mean they lay everything out for you so knowing that that was provided for me uh, I went in, I was postpartum two and a half months, and just slimmed right down, and I used my own story uh, to my members and tell them how I was able to use that for me, the personal experience, but no, I had no no um, background in it, and I learned everything from them. Wow, that's that's fantastic, and that that shows the value of what those franchise fees and, of course, the the ongoing royalties go for. Um, Ray, do you have a follow up on that? Uh, yeah, why, why that particular franchise? Why kickboxing uh, in particular? That seems like uh, yeah, I, I know. It, in my case, as an example, nobody would anybody who knew me before I started my franchise would ask that very question. You know, why a home cleaning business? So, why kickboxing in particular? Did you have a, a particular affinity towards that uh, segment of franchising? Uh, to be honest, no. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, when I when I was looking at a franchise uh, originally, I wanted to go with. Uh, an ice cream uh, place, but it was a home place that I grew up uh, eating and they had a franchise and we tried to buy one. So that kind of opened our eyes up to looking at franchises and kickboxing never crossed my mind. I loved fitness. I was doing CrossFit and I had tried it out, you know, but never, never thought of that until it was presented to me. And when I saw 
took the, you know, saw everything, I was like, ugh, why not? Um, why can't I not make people happy, give them something that I want myself? Uh, and the numbers just made sense. So that's, that's honestly, that is how we found it, and that's why we went with it. Just made sense. So uh, what other awesome. franchises did you look at, just out of curiosity? Um, we looked at, uh, honestly, it's been four, four years. It was a painting company, a salon suite, uh, and, of course, this ice cream place. That was kind of what brought us upon it. Uh, I think my husband even looked at Dunkin' Donuts Dunn- at one time. Uh, he's always been kind of looking into things. Uh, but for me, it was – I never really paid much attention until I found this one. <laughs> Yeah. What, what, uh, what, when you first uh, saw the business, when you first maybe did you go to like a, a discovery day, uh, or we did go to a discovery day, yes. And, and tell me and about what, time, discovery. Well, yeah, wait yeah, a second, that's, folks. That's, time out. What? Time out. It's that time, folks. Oh, oh no! Fred, we gotta you pay the bills again. Our son. I have to. We have to pay the bills at least until one of you becomes, you know, Jeff Bezos and pays me a billion dollars a year. We're going to have to pay the bills. So, want to thank the Lincoln Local Network what do you for, do for that billion dollars. Hmm. That's, That's a different a show. That's a yeah, different oh, show. <laughs> All right, moving on. Thank you, ma'am. Ah, so much <laughs> flack. I uh, want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Uh, check out uh, www.linklocalnetwork.com for the other shows they broadcast, including Road to Recovery with Dan Zuba and The Expressive Mom with Miriam Slosberg. Uh Their community voice program is accepting applicants, and they just got their calendar up. There's also, first news here, a uh, networking event coming up in Chicago, in Ray's area, in Naperville, on July 9th. Watch the calendar uh, on the site for the show, or for the event. And now, a word from our first sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine.com. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value 
and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. That last one was so hard. Ah, that's folks. awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. Now Just you can a little background questions. for those who don't know about that. So WKRP in Cincinnati, a famous show, uh, television show that come back in, I don't know, some year that was, like I was probably not born yet. Anyway, um, they uh, have a great, great Thanksgiving show where uh, Johnny Fever, which, you know, we'll just call Johnny Fever Fred McMurray, uh, they do a Thanksgiving promo on the show, and they drop uh, live turkeys out of an airplane. And, of course, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Anyway, since I'm a Cincinnati girl chick, I love that show. And um, as a favor, Fred will uh, play that for us sometimes. Right, Fred? (laughs) Yep. Go ahead with your question now. Ray, did you have a you had a follow up, I think, for Rachel for the commercials? Uh, no, I was asking her why uh, uh, I love kickboxing, and uh, I, you know she was. We were talking a little bit about the fact that she went to Discovery Day, and uh, I, th- I think the follow up, if anything, was uh, particularly. What made you fall in love with uh, I, I Love Kickboxing? The I'd have to say it's probably just just being able to help people and doing it in a fun way. I don't know. I just I don't. I, it's something that you just feel something in your gut when you're there. You're like, yes, this is something I see myself doing. This is something I want to do. I see as growing. Uh, my family and my kids taking it over. I feel like it, it's one of those things where you can't just be by numbers. It has to be by by your feeling, that you feeling of the company and the feel you get when you're at Discovery Day of like, okay, the classes look exciting, the numbers make sense, the staff is really cool, they have marketing, you get to see behind the, the scenes of what they do every day, all day long. And it's like that support that you get is phenomenal. And that's what we saw that day. And I was like, okay, we're ready to make the plunge. Love it. Yeah, support is key, definitely. There's no doubt about it because I, uh, in, in my particular franchise that we have Molly made, uh, I, I think the support is phenomenal. And uh, I can certainly appreciate that. Fred? Wow, a question finally back to me. I, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed. So, what are you've been in business for about two and a half years now? Three years? Yes. So, what what types of tips would you give to owners on how you grew the company? Uh, how to grow the company? Really. You need to make sure you're marketing. I mean, it's all about marketing. Um, everyone can say that, right? 
But really make sure when you pick a franchise that there's there for marketing, they're going to help you bring people in, that you're not just left to doing it on your own. Um, with this company, they help blast you through different sources where before you even open your doors, you have 600 plus leads like waiting to come try your class out. I mean, that's amazing that you have that many people trying to knock your door down to get started. And then they give you the ability for these sales to where you can get anywhere to, I think we had 105 members in four weeks, less than four weeks. Wow. Wow. So that is (laughs) – You said the M word, so that's what happens. The M word is marketing. (laughs) The that that's the main that was the main thing of what we saw that they were able to do for us like this press release of us opening the studio and and helping drive as many people to to our doors and then they gave us the tools on how to sell the membership and I couldn't believe it. I was like a hundred members our first for the first month and then it just keeps on going um, and they teach you how to do it you know they ha- teach you how to bring in more leads just on your own and all that good stuff so. That's awesome. Uh, as a as a follow up question, um, as a follow up question, how uh, one of the pillars of franchising is giving back to the community, and what we've seen is a whole lot of franchisors are, um, want to give back to the community. How do you give back to the community? Uh, so the best the last event we did was actually in October. We did the breast walk, so. Huge, huge um, month of October, you know, breast cancer awareness. Uh, we have T-shirts that we give out to anyone that makes a donation of $20 or more. They get a free T-shirt. Uh, we created a walk, and some of the members who are breast cancer survivors, they we walked with them. So we made it a really big event. Um, we're going to be partaking in that again uh, this October. And then over the Memorial Day, anybody that bought a trial from us, a percentage of it was given to the fallen soldiers. I'm so sorry, guys. Mommy, mommyhood is the finest right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, that's so that being is two ways. A, a, a business owner and a mom, uh, you know, that's, that's part, <laughs> that goes with the territory. I think everybody, including us, understand that without, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> love it. So, Holly, you have the next question. <laughs> yeah, hey, Rachel. So, um, one more question. Hi. I have a follow-up on, yeah, for uh, for you regarding some of the details of your business on the day-to-day. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. there are different models of franchise ownership. There's executive ownership, there's semi-executive ownership, then there's owner-operators, okay? And that's big picture mm-hmm. where there's probably a lot of division within those. Um, so, when you thought the I Love Kickboxing um, – I, I think you're saying it's really more of a semi-executive. You don't have to, you know, work the business 40, 50 hours a week. Maybe you do in the beginning when you're building it, of course. Um, but, yes. you, you know, what kind of hours, what kind of commitment did it start as? What kind of hours does it evolve to? And just give us a little background on that. Um, honestly, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Um, never being a business owner, 
moving to Texas from Missouri, so not even knowing the Texas laws or anything like that, I did spend probably about uh, 40, 50 hours before we even opened our doors researching, figuring out all of the the legal um, things. Anyone could have hired an attorney and could have done all that for you, but being a first-time business owner, um, I wanted to kind of do it on my own. I wanted to know how this worked. How do I apply for a license? How do I get my legal name? How do I – I did all that on my own, all of it. Um, I talked to owners now, and they're like, why? And I said, well, I, I wanted to know. You have to apply for that every single year, um, and I didn't want to rely on anyone else. So I did spend a little bit more time uh, investing into the company, learning all that. Uh, once the doors opened, um, unfortunately, when I say – you need to make sure you love your business when you get started. I had an employee quit days before we opened the studio, and our franchise is like you need to have about five instructors so no one gets worn out on their first month. I ended up becoming that fifth manager, or excuse me, fifth instructor, just so I could, you know, make sure we got the doors open on time and I didn't make those members wait any longer. So I stepped mm-hmm. in while we had someone training um, to kind of take my place. When the doors opened, I I probably spent about 40 hours, maybe a little bit more, just being there to make sure everything ran smoothly and helped out as much as I could. And as uh, things started kind of getting into a groove, I was able to shorten it about 30, sometimes 20, and I could even go a week or two without even being there. Um, I could do everything remotely. That's great. That's fantastic. Do we have any uh, questions from callers? Uh, actually, from what I can tell, the the question I think you already answered from the call I was talking about, but the question was, why is the health and wellness uh, vertical so appealing to people? Good question. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, why not, right? Uh, health and wellness is something that everybody needs. As much as we tell ourselves we don't need it, we need it. Um, I think... I don't know. I just feel like there's fitness is never going to go away. It'll never go away. Boutique fitness will never go away because people strive for it. I mean, they look for it. They're constantly looking at it. Um, It's just something that's always going to be there because you're going to go to the doctor and the first thing they're going to tell you is you need to shed some pounds or you need to change your diet. Uh, That's never going to go. So it's going to be there because we just like to have too much fun in our spare time. So, Ray or, or Holly, do you want to give an opinion? Oh, I, I think I, I think right. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> well, I think it sounds like a fantastic franchise, and, and I think it, you know from what I understand, uh, it fits right into your lifestyle. Uh, my business took uh, a, a little longer to get on on uh, its feet, but uh, right now I'm enjoying uh, taking off quite a bit and and. I have excellent uh, uh, managers in, in place and family. So uh, speaking of which, have you got any plans to expand your, uh, your business? Oh, uh, of course we do. Surprise me there. Go ahead, ma'am. I'm sorry? Go ahead. However you want to answer, Ray, Ray confused me with his question. I thought he was coming out with a different one there. Go ahead. <laughs> uh yeah, of course. Um I mean, you can when you when you purchase this franchise, you can choose a fran- uh do other territories. 
Uh, and that's what we did. We bought three. So, you know, oh. when you get your us up and running um, and then you're comfortable, you can start looking at location number two um, and then location number three. Oh, so you have three running now or, or, or just we one? We have and- one running, yeah, one running and two uh, un- like undeveloped territories that are just sitting there waiting for us to, to jump a hold of. Uh, one of them we're waiting for it to develop a little bit more of the area. Um, it's a new and upcoming area, so there's a lot of construction. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that that is exciting that you can you can do that. You know, because that mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely you know one one of the pillars is of course improving the brand and 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 growing your your uh, your business. So I, I think the next question is then basically if someone wanted to talk to you, could they give me a call and talk to you about your franchise and uh, how things are going? Oh yeah. How would, they, how would they do that? Uh, well, I guess you could just ask me for my phone number. Um, <laughs> honestly, email. <laughs> I would set up an email first, um, and then so that way we could set up a good time. Because that way, uh, you know, being a business <laughs> owner, you sometimes you can't just answer the phone when you want. <laughs> Great. All right. Go thank ahead, you, Rachel. Holly. Rachel. Yeah, just following up, Rachel. Um, you, are you comfortable giving us your email address over over the over the show so someone can reach out to you that way, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so my email address is I'll have to spell it for you. It's a uh, it's a long one. Uh, <laughs> so it's R is in Rachel uh, Sivapadam. That's S is in Sam. I V is in Victor. A P is in Paul. A T H A N is in Mary. At I love kickboxing dot com. Okay, so my last Fantastic. question is how many people get your last name right on the first try? <laughs> Maybe one out of a hundred. All right. <laughs> Very few. Yeah. <laughs> so folks, don't worry about it. You're ninety nine percent of the time likely to fail when you first talk to Rachel. <laughs> yeah. If you got a website you, you want just, to give us, just call me Rachel. <laughs> just there call you me go. Rachel. Uh, yeah, so our, our website is actually a national website. Um, you just go to ilookatvaccine.com and you can check us out there. And then you just pick the location that is closest to you, and it'll come up with the, everything else you need to know. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think I actually have the correct website embedded in your bio page on the Pillars of Franchising. Oh, cool. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to give us? Uh, yeah, Rachel, any advice can, to I women just tell people, new franchises? Don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. Don't, don't put the everyday hassles of being a mom or time or money or whatever it is in front of you. Push it aside and really think like I can do this because you can and you will and and it'll be amazing. Uh, you need a little work with it, but don't be afraid and don't think because I got two little kids that I can't do this because I got two little kids. I signed my lease while I was in labor. I was negotiating and signing my lease while I was in labor. Oh <laughs> so wow! <I> can't do <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I, I had a uh, being induced, so you have lots of time. 
you know, while you're waiting for things to get along. And no joke, we were on the phone with the with the agent, and he's like, sign here. And we're like, okay. So it can be done. doesn't Love matter it. what stage of life you're in. <laughs> right. Well, you know, what, what you're answering or what you're addressing, Rachel, is, is something that it's just really a critical component in any business. And that is that you walk forward unafraid. You don't, you don't grab onto the excuses and all the reasons not to. You really have to push that aside. You can create a scenario of an amazing, fantastic business. You can create a scenario of all the roadblocks that are going to be in your way. And those roadblocks will, will make you inert and you'll dig into the ground deep and you'll never move out of that day, day-to-day, nine-to-five job. You'll never move into a new business if you do that. Now, again, when you are sitting there, on the last day of your life, you're taking your last breath and you're looking back and you're looking at your life. You're saying, wow, you know, man, I, I really wish I could have done a business, but you know, why, you know, why didn't I do that? Why did I stay in this? You know, I just, I let it all go by. And, you know, and of course the, the answer to that is it's much better to have tried and went after something and fallen on your face if necessary, but keep going and moving because you can stand up in the end and say, you know what? I did it. You know, I took the, the road less traveled. Somebody want to answer her, or shall I? <laughs> oh, do it, Fred. We we know what you're thinking. Yeah, and you could be sitting there looking at death in the face, going, "Why did I do this?" But that's beside the point. In my case, well, that would be fear talking. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not in front of the Zoom meeting, so I can't flip you off, unfortunately. But just know that it's been it's done. <laughs> like I said. Sometimes you're staring death in the face and you're going, what the hell did I do? So um, why <laughs> since Rachel has, has been a wonderful soul and, and uh, um, put up with all of our annoying questions, want to think, uh, let's see if I can get it right. <laughs> Rachel Sivapatham, how bad? Close enough. How bad? Close enough. Okay. Usually uh, I love Sivapatham. Yeah, it's Sivapatham. So. Okay. <laughs> Usually I let mm-hmm. Ray get the glory of messing names up. Hey, but that's not the same time. I get like, C, like Siva, uh, Siva with like a really high I or something like that. And so. All right, yeah, wait, I let me try. That. I got it. I got it. You ready? <laughs> Rachel. Mm-hmm, oh, right? that was just I said that bad. right, didn't I? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> She's the one that introduced it earlier. So you can call me Rachel. <laughs> yeah, you did great. Yeah. See, uh, I'm tracking. N- no, no applause for that one. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, but, all right. So, um, thank you, ma'am, and uh, we hope to have you back on again. Well, thank That's you. Right. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for being on. You guys have all a great right. night. You, you too, Rachel. Ma'am. All right, so now we'll take a, another couple of commercials. Uh, assuming I can find them. Uh, where's our friend? Ah, there's Abel. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. 
Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And the next Great American Franchise Expo will be September 7th and 8th at the Prime Osborne Convention Center in Jacksonville, Florida. And that was for all those people who have been uh, asking for that. And now a word from our last sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. All right, so my last question to Holly and Ray is, um, do I've been reading about um, uh, legislation in Alabama um, about franchisees or franchising. It's HB 352, and franchisees, franchisors are saying it'll hurt Alabama's economy. My question to you is what's your thoughts? Any thoughts on it? On what? On the law. I can't take it that way, no. Fred, Um, Fred, what's the law? I I haven't heard about it. uh, Just a second, folks. I got a ringing in my hair. Um, It's been a – come on, stop. Thank you. Um, Allegedly, it is going to – I don't know. Everyone seems to hate it, but no one seems to say why. (laughs) That's that's why (laughs) I was asking. today. Yeah, it does. Um, but everything I've heard about it is it's evil, it's bad, and yet I can't um, I can't find anything about uh, out about it to, other than it's a bill to regulate franchising. So, um, other than they have to give a franchisee a detailed FDD, um, and uh, that includes the fees that they collect and the franchise's history of litigation and all that good stuff. I can't see anything on why everyone is getting yelling about it. So to our listeners, yeah, that's if you know anything. confusing because all, all states, um, you know, franchising law is that they are required to give um, two weeks prior to the signing of the agreement or 10 days, um, a, a, you know, a, a franchise disclosure document. 
that has now, now as far as item 19, which is the financial performance representations, um, not all FDDs have, have, have the item 19 in. They're not required to put an item 19 in. Most do because if they're really trying to sell the concept, they want to show those numbers and show how strong they are. Um, emerging brands probably should not put item 19 based on their, uh, you know, their company controlled stores. However, you know, the original stores, um, however they often do. And I think it can be very misleading. Uh, with that being said, I'm not hundred percent sure what the law is, um, that would be different, you know, as far as, um, giving an FDD prior to, to signing an agreement. Well, isn't that something that they all do anyways? I mean, we right. know Ray's rule says you got to read, you know, various parts of the FDD, and we've asked that question a whole lot on about FDDs. But aren't franchisors required to give a, a potential franchisee an FDD? Yes, they are. Yeah, they, they are to. required. That's the mm-hmm. only way you you know anything about the business. So is it possible Alabama d- didn't require that? Because I, I know I'm not you, sure, Fred. I'll have to look that up. But it, you know, you, all the states are different in the requirement of of uh-huh. how long uh, prior to the signing of the agreement that 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 FDD has to be disclosed. Um, another thing is the actual franchise agreement has to be given prior. I know in Ohio, you know, it has to be 14 days um, that they have to receive um, the the franchise disclosure document, and then the actual franchise agreement has to be there uh, seven days prior to the signing. So, um, again, all states govern that a little bit differently, but as far as I know, um, or at least, you know, in my my knowledge that that is um, a requirement in all states. Ray, maybe you can speak to that more. Alabama uh, says, I, I just pulled it up, uh, says that uh, franchise filing of an FDD registration is is not required in Alabama, and that means that uh, an okay. offer to sell a franchise in Alabama, you do not need to register your franchise disclosure document with the state. Okay. Okay, well, but then that you, is a good that, thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So, but my question is, is okay, so not all states, um, I, there, I, as far as I know, not only about half the states, I thought, require an FDD file. Yeah, and so my question is, though, is I thought you still, even if you didn't require an FDD, I guess maybe not. I was thinking that uh, the SEC required that an FDD be given to franchisees. So then my question becomes, and if anybody's in Alabama, please give us a call and and tell us your thoughts, but uh, either this show or the next show, uh, why would franchisors and franchisees be all bent out of shape um, if Alabama is saying, no, you have to register your FDD and you have to give some a potential franchisee um, an FDD. I mean, I don't get why well, I would. Well, Fred, it, it's, um, it, it's, here's why they're mad. Um, a franchisor now is required to spend 15, 20,000 it takes to create a franchise disclosure document and um, they're forced to, you know, comply with those regulations and maybe have not had to do that in the past. Now, a franchisee should love that because now they're seeing, you know, the offering 
in a legal fashion that's been approved by a state regulatory board. Now, you know, again, you know, what is that regulatory board? Where are their parameters? We don't know that. But in general, um, there, there is, you know, a, that's a protection to the consumer. So they're, when they purchase that franchise, that everything that they've been told through the discovery process and through validation is actually the truth for that franchise. Now, let's say you have a franchisor in the state of California and now in Alabama, they don't have to register their FDD in Alabama and they can sell to a franchisee in Alabama without that. Now they're required to do that. That's actually, again, it's a very good protection to, to our buyers. And that's what my, I would, exp- I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I get not wanting to file a, uh, another FDD in another state, which in my head, since the SEC requires the filing of an FDD, to me, it makes far more sense if the SEC actually said, you give us the FDD and we get it to all the states. To me, I think that would be a, a better uh, a smarter way, but again, other than the cost, I don't see why uh, a franchisor wouldn't want um, an FDD known. Ray, you got anything? And I don't know what that cost is going to be in Alabama, um, Fred. That could be it could be a steep cost. You know, um, the more states that require, you know, the registration um, and whatever that price tag is, it it can make it again more more pricey for that franchisor to, to be registered in all the states. I, I don't see any reason why they, why they wouldn't want to, but, you know, some, some franchisors are very geoconcentric. They just want to start maybe in three or four states, and then they grow from there. Ray, what are your thoughts? Well, basically, uh, one paragraph of what I'm reading is attorney that law. It says a new state law regulating franchises will not address these problems, meaning some of the problems of, that uh, people encounter when buying a franchise in a state that doesn't have that law. Uh, it, it, it says that it, it will, however, impose costs that ultimately trickle down to the consumer and make it more difficult for franchises to thrive in Alabama. I disagree okay. with that. But doesn't – okay, so in other words, because there's more uh, legislation cost or cost to, mm-hmm. to implement this – it means it's going to be more expensive, is what I'm hearing you say, in Alabama. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, some of the laws that are out there for uh, franchise buyers, you know, can help them in the sense that it it it, it brings to to the forefront of the buyer that certain rules, and I think one of the rules they cite here is that. Uh, it, it must be stated that if you have to buy product from the franchise or as opposed to buying, you know, uh, uh, you know, a certain brand of something on the open market. So, you know, things like that need to be brought out in the FDD. And apparently Alabama, by uh, uh, implementing this law, that would you know be one of the things that uh, can be brought out. And, our audience needs to know that I am not a, an attorney for franchise right. law, so I am just winging it here. So if I'm totally off base, please excuse me. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this. As a franchisee, as somebody who owns a franchisee, you would think that all the things that the law 
alleges to bring out would be good for those people that were contemplating buying a franchise? I would think in some cases uh, it's definitely good to have those things mentioned in the FTD so that you know what you're buying and you know what your costs are because uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I think with, with, without a an FDD, uh, a legal document stating what you know, uh, what are your requirements as an owner of a franchise? You could be led down the path to purchase that franchise and only find out your costs become unbearable. Right, and and Fred, I I did uh, while we're talking, Google what's going on. Uh, yeah, fran- the state of Alabama is not a franchise registration state, um, but of course they still must comply with the federal franchise rules. Um, so that they have to properly disclose a valid um, issued FDD prior to signing a franchise agreement with an Alabama franchisee. So, so I think one of the things in this, I think it's called the what is it, Internicola in, uh, Law Firm put out, um, and it says here uh, it's just a Franchise Protection Act, I guess. Um, the intent of the Protect Alabama Small Businesses Act, um, and you know, honestly, you know, there I don't see anything wrong with that. You do want to protect these small business owners. You want to protect their funds. Um, you know, the 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 the, uh, the laws that have gone through. You know, even with the UFOCs, you know, back in the old days, and you know, we, it's really important to protect the 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 person's retirement funds, whatever equity that they're putting into it. I mean, there's a value to franchises because of the systems and procedures are already done, the processes are done, which, you know, of course, Rachel talked about uh, earlier and why that, that's so palatable. That when you put your money into a business, you're expecting truth in lending, if you will, but it's, it's truth in the, in the numbers on that FPR um, on item 19. So I, I don't see anything negative to this law. I think it's a good thing. Um, big business um, is not going to be harmed because if they don't have the money to register in those states, then they certainly don't have the money to support you as a franchisee. And the other side of that coin is, and the other side of that Ow. coin is simply that uh, why am I paying this tremendous franchise fee? And it is there, you know, that's why you're paying it because the franchisor had to go out, hire lawyers, have uh, uh, FDD drawn up, but you know, you know that's. That's part of part of being in business, and it does raise the cost of buying a franchise, unfortunately. But uh, pay you you get what you pay for. Don't 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 Yes, you get what you pay for. Yes, folks, I've been at work for on. Ray asked for more sounds. <laughs> you got more sounds. I did, I did. Ray, did you do that? Oh, my gosh. Ray, you need a screaming before he puts them on the air. <laughs> oh, what are we going to And what was that? That hurts my ears. Stop that one. <laughs> that was the kickboxing bell. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Uh... Okay. Sadly, I did not Back have it on in. while. 
uploaded while Rachel was there. Otherwise, we would have played it. Um, so if you're listening in, in Alabama, folks, what I would ask is that uh, if you're a franchisee, a franchisor, or a Alabama legislator, give us a call. We'll have you on the show, and we'll discuss this topic. Because for the life of me, um, if you're if uh, potential franchisees are getting protected and getting more information, I don't see how that's a bad idea. Agreed. Oh. Agreed. Um, you know, I, I living in California, land of regulations, um, where you can't do squat <laughs> without a license, uh, it can go too far. But Alabama just never struck me as a state that had uh, overly burdensome legislation. But we're all help. All three of us will um, happily debate the topic with Alabama prof- professionals, right, guys? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Holly, any last words of wisdom from you? Oh, I, I just want to say that the whole back to, you know, that franchise agreement and, that, you know, that document, that FCD. Uh, I know, Fred, you say it's the, what is it, the cure for insomnia? Um, the greatest and, cure and I don't demand. Argue with you. Yeah, and and I don't argue that it's a boring document, but dang, I mean, you know, it's really, really important to go through that franchisees. Um, Now, some of those points are negotiable. Some of those points, you know, in certain franchises, you know, they put the document together and they're the same across the board for protection. The legal, the attorneys put that together and they may or may not, um, you know, uh, execute certain areas of that, you know, depending upon, uh, you know, the severity of, of the, the impact to the brand. But nevertheless, you know, definitely read it through. Definitely find a franchise attorney to review it. Definitely go forward if there's something that you have a problem with and, and negotiate or, or at least get a clear understanding on it before you sign that agreement. Right. Well, that sounds good to me. I, I, I think as far as the FD, <laughs> FDD is concerned, uh, like you said, uh, that can be uh, in insomniac material. Uh, <laughs> but right now I'm, I'm going through our uh, employee handbook, which we had just rewritten. And I'll tell you, that, that comes to a close second on that. <laughs> our employee manuals you? aren't much fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there like a new toilet cleaning brush that's got to be doc- – never mind. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much oh, new has come evolved uh, in the last several years con- concerning, uh, you know, things like uh, don't text and drive. and All that's got to be in the employee manual, and it's got to be uh, – it's got to be uh, delineated in such a way that uh, – legal and at the same time understandable you don't do it because right? you know you could you will and get fired so you can't just say don't do stupid stuff or you'll get fired no uh, you can't it's it's sort of like uh, putting a hot cup of coffee in your lap you shouldn't spill it i was just it. gonna say it's 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 back <laughs> to mcdonald's you know yeah. If you burn your tongue when you drink it, you know, just so you know, that's our disclaimer. You might burn your tongue. Come on, right? 
but but there are there are much more sophisticated you know obviously rules that do need to be complied with such as what you're talking about texting and driving things like that um understanding you know what's expected of you as an employee um that's that's right. that's huge for your for your employees they, and and you have to protect that i mean honestly that one of the bigger um laws on that with the operation manual thing to to really look at is service industry professionals when they um when they hire uh their techs and a lot of them they you know for example home inspection company that inspire that hires inspectors to, to assist with the job. I mean, you know, those employees, are they employees? Are they 1099 workers? And again, of course, the differentiation there is do you control their time or are they able to do mm-hmm. other things on their, on there? So, so a lot, a lot of details in that for sure, but you know, very, very important document as well. Yeah. I, I think our original employee manual was 10 pages and now it's about 50. So it's, it's taken me days because as an owner, I've got to go through each single line and make sure that it's perfect and as opposed to an employee who might speed read it, if that, you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's quite a daunting task, I think. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is then do we need a disclaimer for the show? Like if you listen, we might burn your brain out. Yeah, I yeah. think we disclaim the show and say everything that Fred says, ignore. But if Ray talks, you know, see if Hutton talks, everybody listens. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Pick on the guy with the mute button. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> so I think if you're listening to this show, you're already burned out. So why are you listening? That's right. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. is a hardcore uh, franchise fan yeah. so we, we're going to challenge you if you're still listening to the show today uh, you know right now after uh, Fred's sound effects here at 610 Eastern Time I want you to email Fred or get on Colors of Franchising and you will get a free copy of my book which is Create Your Own Wealth and it's a two minute topics um, two, a collection of two minute topics on franchising so um, if you are still listening, go ahead and text, email Fred, or get on Pillars of Franchising. And again, um, we'll send you out a free copy of the book. Ooh, folks, did you hear that? For all those of you people not listening live, since we're out on 20 <laughs> plus uh, podcast directories, you can get a copy of Holly's book. Yes, folks. Yeah. Pretty cool there. Yeah. Amazing what happens we'll, on we'll Pillars of Franchising. And anybody who has any complaints about the show, Fred, what is your email? Um, Ray.pillar at mollymate.com. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. That's or it. Or you can reach me at Holly at the com. also. Yeah, bite me. Oh, we got to bite me today. All right, folks. Well, uh with that, we'll call it quits. <laughs> Been a weird show. I love those the most. Uh, have a great week. Be profitable. Take care of each other. And 
think about becoming a franchisee. Bye, all. Goodbye. Bye, all. Have a great night.